even Cat Williams is benefiting from this. He's not doing this just because like you don't you don't hold information unless you benefit from it somehow. This nigga this whole time was promoting a comedy album. So in the back of your mind, you gotta kinda be aware is like he's benefiting from all this attention that he's getting. Okay? So he's gonna embellish, he's gonna it is what it is. This is all entertainment. This nigga is still at the end of the day an entertainer, as much as I love and respect Kat, as much as I do. Like, it is what it is. Christmas time again Santa's back He's on crack And he's fucking your mom Again Santa Claus I'm not going on What's going on beautiful people? What's up? Welcome back to another episode of Black Zeus the Podcast Season 4, episode 48 We are almost at the end of the season We're into a new year And we are recording this Right now, on Christmas Day, that's right. That is right. This is Christmas Day. No, we're not recording on December 25th. I will give the people a second to try and figure out what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm not on drugs. Well, there's weed in my system. Did you figure it out? It's Orthodox Christmas. This is Black Zeus, the podcast. What, you thought Black Zeus was my real name, you psychopath? No, I'm black because I'm Ethiopian. And I'm Zeus because I was born in Greece. Both those places celebrate Christmas January 7th. All the people of the Orthodox faith celebrate Christmas January 7th. Merry Christmas. Malcolm Gunna. Jesus is black. Santa's on crack. Robin laid an egg, bitch. What up? What up? What up? Crazy intro to the episode, but you know what? I've really... I think I'm all the all the comedy experience in my life that has been amped up to 11 is like fucking seeping into the podcast now. So you're going to see me even though I'm high. Fuck it, nigga. I'm bringing the goddamn energy, bruh. That's what you fucking want, right? That's what got Jim Carrey famous or some shit. Just shaking his head a lot. Also being really talented. Um, yo, before I get anywhere, let's start off with show date announcements i got fire shows all january if you're in the southern ontario area on the 19th of january i'm at island fest in toronto on the 20th i'm at toronto be like in etobicoke on the 25th revival in orangeville on the 27th different nights in toronto the 28th nubian this is canada's version of deaf comedy jam it's it's a blackout, baby. And uh, and your boy's dropping a headline set this month. So I'm fucking litty too titty for that. It's my favorite show. It's the best show in the country. I'll say it every time I mention it on this show. Be there if you're in Toronto the 28th, last Sunday of January, Nubian show. But we're not done in January, nigga. We're going right to the fucking end, nigga. We're going right to the end, nigga. On the 30th, I'm at the Libertine in Toronto, and on the 31st, I'm doing Afro Night in London, Ontario, which sounds like it shouldn't be real because it's an Afro Night in London, Ontario. But we out here, baby. We out here. So come to a show. Don't be dumb. Your boy's fucking killing it, dropping gems everywhere, and we're going to get into that on this episode because this has been an amazing week for comedy, and that's why, obviously, you see, like, why is this nigga so jazzed up? Why? Maybe because I'm fucking good and the universe is starting to finally send me some goddamn shit back my way, nigga. Um, but that's because I'm sending it back my way. Oh. Anyways, um, before we get too far, we got to do what we always do. Summon the best producer in the game. He's so good that he's on this podcast where only 300 people subscribe to. 
He's better than that. And so am I. And so are you. Shut the fuck up. What is this? How do I bring him in now? Who is he? Did I switch it up? Is it the same person? It is. So you already know his name. Why don't I just say it? Bring him into the studio. Still haven't done it. Where is he at? Could he be sitting there? Or could he be in another room? And I'm just stalling and waiting. Guess what? I'm not even waiting. He's actually right here. Dante's in the studio. Boy. Boy. What up? <laughs> what up? <laughs> you bitch ass nigga. <laughs> Yo, it feels like I'm on crack. I can imagine what you're witnessing right now. <laughs> From the last time that we hung on, I'm like, yo, what's up, dog? I was I was debating how I was gonna jump in this time. You had to come in with energy. I did. I was gonna go like, <laughs> why is this nigga so jazzed up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll get into that in a minute. But how you living, bro? I'm living good. Blessed and highly favored, you know. Anything new? What you been up to? What have I been up to? I've been doing a lot of gaming. Like a lot. Nerd. <laughs> Nerd alert. <laughs> nigga, I, I, I'm, 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 I cannot be saying this. I'm a nerd. Uh, what have you been playing? Um, so in the last week, I've beaten Spider-Man 2, and then I've also beaten God of War. The first one. First, the first question week, I'll ask. God of War 4. The first of the new God of War trilogy, but there's two of them out. So are you going to get the second one? Is it good enough for you to say you'll get the sequel? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 so you're yeah, in for the fire, trilogy, I'm imagining. But let me ask you about the Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. Was Spider-Man 2 better than the first Spider-Man game? Yeah, I would say so. Are you saying that because you're a black person and Spider-Man's black? He's, he's saying that Spider-Man he's mixed, Spider-Man first of all. black man. He's black, he's but he's, he's mixed. You're dude. Sounds like you're just fucking biased, dude. Sounds like you're fucking culturally biased oh, there, dude. Show you the Sounds video. like you're only with the black. Eh? Dude? <laughs> Bro, I gotta scale back. <laughs> this is too much even for me. Um, no, but Spider-Man 2 was actually like, it was better than the first one. All right. Why? Well, it was a longer story. Combat's the same. Combat's no? the exact same. Yeah. Um, city, they extended the city map. A little bit. Just a little bit? Not even that much? They added like a few more boroughs. But Didn't they add New Jersey also? No? Well, know. we're not from New York, so yeah. you're not expected to get this exactly right. No, New Jersey is like a whole nother city. Yeah, but they didn't add any of Jersey in it? They, If Jersey is like across the lake, you could like go across Well, you the remember river. Grand Theft Auto 4? I know we're going back a ways, but Grand Theft Auto 4 had a little bit of Jersey in it. So then probably. Usually games will put like a little bit of New Jersey yeah, in it. Yeah, just the tip. I've said a little <laughs> bit of Jersey too much. <laughs> Hey, oh, get out of here. Oh, get forget about here. it. Hey, oh, my I like fucking, Oh, mama fungo. Oh, what are you, Snooky? I'll fucking eat your box. Oh. 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 <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so of the two games, which was better, Spider-Man 2 or God of War? And then we'll and then we'll get your review on that one. God of War. God of War beats Spider-Man 2. By how much? By a lot or a little? By a lot. Damn. All right. Yeah. And uh, here's the thing. Like, All right. Go ahead. Spider-Man 2, I'm like, yo, the story mode yeah. is so much sicker than Spider-Man 1. And then I go and play God of <laughs> <laughs> And then I played God of War afterwards. I'm like, yeah. damn. Like, story's just different. Like, All right. It feels like a real man's Give story. Give me like you know a two-minute I mean? spoiler-free review. Of which... Of, of God of War, because he said it's better, right? So we'll yeah. do the spoiler-free. Mm-hmm. You can get into a little... I don't give a fuck about spoilers, but just in, okay. in, for the for the sake of this uh, getting to as many people as possible. So one thing that I like, and this is one of the things that I've always liked oh, about I God of War. Two minutes, nigga. Two minutes, nigga. Oh, my God. But I love when they incorporate, like, the folklore, right? So I love, like... The original ones they were talking about, you know, Zeus, Hades. Greek mythology. Greek mythology. This one, they incorporate Norse mythology, which is like... Thor. The same, but different. The it's same. other Europeans telling the same story. Same, same, but different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, And they, honestly, even though they take a lot of the elements, yeah. they've also like tweaked it a little bit. So it's not like word for word. Like if you had known the stories... It wouldn't be like, oh, I know where this is going because they just ripped it from the book or whatever. Okay. Um, but so they changed it up. There's just a lot of twists. And it's turns. more cinematic, right? Like a it's lot the more. like it's edited to be like a one take. Like it, how movies, like the one take movie 
where it's supposed yeah. to look like it's just one long camera shot. Mm -hmm. The game is like that, correct? Yeah, like like it moves in and out of cutscenes and exactly. gameplay and yes, stuff. Like yes, yes, The camera just kind of zoom pans out exactly, or, or okay. it zooms in. And they I have it. I just haven't played it, you which has been it. pretty much. That's I had it for a long time too. Yeah, and that's the cycle of gaming for me in my adult age. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of stuff that I want to play, but I just can't seem to find the focus or time to play games anymore. Yeah, because I'm realizing, 13 years into my career, that I could be so much further ahead. If I didn't spend all that time playing games and <laughs> trying to fuck girls and <laughs> smoke all that weed. and I mean, it was fun, mm -hmm. but damn, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I sidetracked that. <laughs> I don't think that's been in any God of War review. Any <laughs> like, That's not a soundbite from any God of War review I've ever seen. <laughs> um, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Story-wise, so you completed the original God of War trilogy? The, the Greek mythology? So when it first came out, I was a little bit too young to play it. So what I ended up doing was I went back and, you know, on YouTube. On they, PS3? Oh, you watched it. Yeah, I watched, like, all the cutscenes, like a movie. It was, like, eight hours. <laughs> I thought you were going to say when they remastered it. No, no, no. I didn't No, I didn't watch the remaster. So you never went back and played one or two? No, they were on PS2. But they put them on PS3. Yeah. And right. I, I did. I'd, and then they're, like, downloadables, right? You could just download? Yeah, with the PlayStation Now or whatever. Yeah. But, um, and I was actually hyped for three when it came out because that was on ps3 yeah but i just once again i never really got mm. into it but i was i was such a big fan of mythology that i went and like watched the whole story and i'm like okay this is like nerd <laughs> uh, <laughs> ending the ending of the, of the game uh satisfying ending for god of war for god of war yeah and obviously you said you're gonna play the sequel so it was good mm. enough that it made you uh cliffhanger yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So rated out of ten, uh, out of five, out of five. Give me a, a God of War. A Dante's fucking Stamp. blank out of five. Okay, I'm giving God of War. I'll give that like a four point seven, four point eight. Nigga, what the fuck is fuck? <laughs> what in your head makes you want to justify a point, out of five? A point seven, point eight, like. Okay, because think of it like this. It, I don't want no points. Okay, you know what? I'll give you a half point system, but don't start getting into the sevens and eights, nigga. I'll give you a half. Yes, we're my official uh, approval. <laughs> Come on. Yo, but I gave you the parameters, though. Yeah, out of five. You didn't Damn. say no points. <laughs> this nigga said a four point. You got as close to a five as you like. It's just a. Yeah. I hate that shit. <laughs> the, oh, bro, you're one of those game reviewers, bro. I give this a 4.27.28. No, 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 no. I could have. I'm sorry I gave you that <laughs> voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right, 4.7 or 8 or whatever the yeah. fuck. Go play the game. It's good. You yeah. probably played it already because, what, it's like two, three years old? 2018. That's five years old. Damn. Yeah, no. Oh, because, yeah, they released a sequel already. So go play the first and the second one. Yeah. Yeah. Now you got to play the second one. I have to. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. All right. That's a little bit of the catch-up shit. We might as well get into what this podcast is all about. Comedy, my G or G-et. That was awful. G or Gina's. My G or Gina. I like that. <laughs> I like that. What's up, Gina? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, beautiful people of this podcast. You know what we do here? This is... A side piece, and by this I mean the podcast, it is my side bitch to my comedy career. I've been doing this for 13 years, still nobody knows me. Even this channel only has around 300 subscribers at the time of this recording. Love you. You are the beautiful people of this podcast. We started with 27. This has been the hardest fucking shit, and I'm saying this after becoming a good comedian, which this year we've established the platform. We've established what we're about. Season 5 plus my comedy special. Plus the goddamn documentary and the web series, y'all. Y'all are really going to see a lot of comedy pumping out of this channel really soon. I'm fucking mad excited. I hope you are too. Uh, there's a lot of growth. You know what I'm saying? A lot of room for growth. But we're not begging, even though you should hit the subscribe and like if you are listening and you like what you're hearing or seeing. Do it, you know, because it helps. But we're not beggars. Because what we got over here is talent and patience. So that shit will take us to the moon. And uh, speaking of talent, my nigga... Let's do the comedy recap. Let's let's talk about what this week has been like in my comedy life. Uh, amazing. Uh, everything that I know it can be consistently. 
Um, from Thursday to Saturday, I was at Yuck Yucks Toronto, the the main club in the scene. You know what I mean? The the professional quote unquote club. This is the this is the fucking this is where comedy started in Canada. And as I've been documenting on this podcast, I've been working there a lot more. I'm technically signed, but like they have this new floating signed system, which is beautiful because it's almost like a flex system, you know. And I'm established in the scene, so like, and it's hard out here for a pimp. When you trying to get the money for his rent, it's we hungry, and the Canadian comedy scene is much smaller than the American. Uh, so like you know, you, you got to eat, and uh, they're they're getting a lot more cool about motherfuckers just floating around and, and performing in other places um thankfully you know and that might have something to do with just how i entered the club because i came in i initially 13 years ago i spent a few years trying to get signed to the club naive you know naive mm. i'm new to comedy i should first focus on being good but everybody doesn't really think that way. <laughs> like when you get in it's just like cockroaches bro so you enter a rat race and then you're just running ah and then you don't really think about the actual business side of show business if you're ever thinking about becoming a comedian or any artist or anything in business well specifically show business is what i i'm talking about here there's two sides to this shit you got to be good at your craft but then you also got to figure out the business side of this shit and eventually i tapped into the fucking fact that hey they're actually looking for good comics, so maybe chill the fuck out, focus on being good, and then eventually opportunities will fall on your lap. I'm at that point now where opportunities are not even just falling on my lap. They're giving me lap dances. It's a good place to be, <laughs> and I'm not fucking, I'm not getting overly hyper excited about it. It's just a nice marker of progression um, and and a visual a visualization of all the thoughts and energy and and time and effort I've put in, which is now manifestation is now manifested into <laughs> actual fucking everything I knew it could and would be. Yeah. Like when I wanted to get my dreads, I've I've wanted dreads since I was in high school, bro. And then I just waited until the time was right, and then I eventually got him. But what I saw from the jump was this. Now everybody's like, oh my god, can I touch your hair? Da da da, bro. <laughs> <laughs> But they didn't see this for the first two years when I looked like a fucking dumbass. <laughs> you know, I had wax in my hair and all that shit because I have Ethiopian hair. And uh, it's the, like it's hard to dread and all that shit. But I saw this, bro. When I looked in the mirror, I saw what I saw. Uh -huh. When I started comedy, I saw what I'm doing right now. I just didn't know how I was going to get there. I knew I would. And now I'm there and it's like, yo, expanding my horizons even further. It's like, okay, pinch zoom out, pinch zoom out. I've gotten to this place. Now pinch zoom out. Here's all this unexplored territory. And um, yeah, so I was at Yuck Yucks starting Thursday. Uh, shout out to Brian O'Gorman, my, my, my guy, my brother in Comedy Arms. A very funny dude. Um, he's, been, he's been running shot as long as I've been doing comedy. So he's been doing it longer than 13 years. Uh, one of the first guys I knew that was really traveling outside of Canada, like he would like outside of even the America, like he would go to Australia all the time. Um, and all this shit. He runs a weekly show if you're ever in Toronto looking for something on a Thursday. Uh, Yuck Yucks. He runs Antidepressant Thursdays out of the Yuck Yucks downtown Toronto. I ran up and did that show. Dropped a nice 15-minute set. Uh, worked on a bunch of shit. And kind of prepped because I knew that I was on the weekend lineup at the club. Again, this is the biggest club in, in Canada. Um, comedy club. Obviously, there's bigger venues and shit that do comedy, but... And this is the club, you mm -hmm. know, especially on a packed weekend, sold out. It's tough to beat that room. Uh, I knew I was on the Saturday show. What I didn't know was that I was opening for Tom Green on the late show on Saturday. So that was awesome to find out. So, um, and I, I thought I was only doing like a little guest spot. I, I dropped 10 minutes to open for him, bro. It was just, and, and it was just, Rob Mayu, the host, who was the headliner for the early show. Shout out to Robbie. Uh, he closed out, did a great job. The whole the whole 7.30 show was great. Um, but different lineup. Sebastian, um, who's a French comedian. Always, bro, this guy has such great energy. Like, he's like pure French Canadian. But he's like Jean Chrétien. You know, you want to just fucking have a beer with this guy. He's not like a fucking like douchebag. 
uh, fucking sounds like he eats cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he hosted the seven. I did the guest. Um, who did who did a spot? Darren. I can't remember his last name for some reason. Darren Rose? I think it was Darren Rose. Either way, uh, comic Darren <laughs> Darren Blank came up and did a, a middle spot, and then Rob closed out the 730. It was a great time. And Tom shows up, and this was like, I'm going to get into this in a minute, but I ended up, I thought I was just doing a five-minute set, and then I found out I was doing a 10, and then I found out that, like, I would, like, essentially you get selected for these shows when it's when it's a a person of this caliber mm -hmm. and i didn't know that per se like i knew i was selected but i didn't know i was selected you yeah know? so it almost was like a little audition and not for tom not for tom green but for this is like mark the owner of the club testing me you know what i mean or not even necessarily him like the bookers like throwing me into the lion's den be like can you do the late show on a Saturday to a sold out room opening up for a, a, a name, you know, a celebrity, not just a celebrity, a celebrity that I loved growing up. Like I grew up in Canada, so I know Tom Green. I'm I'm a, I'm a nigga that wears Vans, bro. I'm not a I'm not a Jordan's nigga. I will fuck you outside, ladies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Look at the shoes. <laughs> Look at the shoes. I've been saying that a lot on stage, bro. It destroys. It destroys. There's a freebie for all you fucking lame ass comics. I need to copy something. Um, oh, we'll talk about Cat Williams. Uh, <laughs> but what I want to what I want to touch on is I've reached this place where I'm in rooms with people that I grew up watching, not necessarily idolizing, because uh, I won't lie. I love Tom Green, but it wasn't like I was obviously a black comic person, you know. But I'm also a goof. Like I have goofy, I'm a goofball, bro. Mm. Like my whole energy is goofball goofy. energy. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, a, I'm not a goofy. I'm not a goof either, because in Canada, in Canada, you don't want to be called a goof. Uh, uh, I'm, I got a goofy personality. I was like, uh -huh. uh, <laughs> I'm a lanky nigga that skateboards, bro. Like, what are you talking about? Black girls didn't want me then, but now I'm hot. They all on me. Um, and th yo, I have all this whole theory, bro. Ah, this is not this type of podcast. We'll talk about it afterwards. <laughs> this is not a relationship show. Where I'm like, yo, I just had an epiphany moment the other day, and I'm realizing, I think, why there's such a divide now between black women and black men dating. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, especially, like, in Western countries. It's like, you know, black guys idolize white women, and white women idolize black guys. It's like a fucking whole stereotype now. Yeah, again, this is not this podcast. I don't know, what a sidetrack. People are like, this nigga was talking about comedy two seconds ago. Uh, <laughs> um, but I've reached this place in comedy where the people that I grew up watching and, and really looking up to, and 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 Tom is an actual inspiration of mine, bro. Because he's a goof, like Jim Carrey. He's a similar energy. Like goofball, but like he's he's way more auteur, I think, like Tom Green. Whereas Jim Carrey works for the wider audience, Tom Green is more niche because he was like uh, anti-establishment mm. goofball. Okay. You know what I mean? He's the reason that fucking all these pranked hidden TV shows, all these web series. Bro, he was the originator of podcasts, essentially. L literally, this guy started what we're doing right now. This whole studio, all these cables running through the... Tom Green yeah. started this whole wave yeah. and nobody, nobody does deny that. Yeah. Like that guy had impact. And to go from that growing up to being in a room where I'm just dapping him and we're talking like we've known each other forever. I love comedy so much, bro. And and this is not the first time. Like, I think I've described when I met Russell Peters. This nigga talked to me like we've known each other just, like, really? since we were kids. This guy cracked an Ethiopian joke on me within 10... <laughs> immediately within... Like, I, I just breathed around him and he scoped that I was Ethiopian. He's like, oh, there's food on the table if you're hungry. Bro. <laughs> He's like, I know you're hungry, bro. <laughs> But there's like a camaraderie with artists, bro, like in comedians. Yeah. As long as you're not a, a fucking loser or a weirdo. Yo, can I get your photo? Oh my God, I love you. No, nigga, I'm a comic, bro. Like, I'm not, ah, I'm not googogging that. <laughs> I'm sure it might happen. If I walk into a room with Chappelle, I might freeze, but I don't think I would. Yeah. Because I'm very human about this shit. But I would, I would definitely fanboy. Would you? 
I, like in inside. Okay, inside, inside, that's inside yeah, inside, inside one hundred. I'm like, oh my god, because even bro, because even <laughs> as I'm sitting there with Tom Green and we're having a conversation, yeah. I'm just talking to him and asking him, mm-hmm. talking about comedy, asking him what he's up to, da da da, this and that. It's almost like we're playing catch up, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's not like he knows me either, of course, yeah. you know. He's like, yeah, man, let's <clears> podcast. Yo, like, yeah, yeah, that'd be crazy. Um, <laughs> but I was thinking in my head, I'm like, this is an absolutely surreal moment. Yeah, because. I can remember getting $20 when I was a teenager, going to the mall, and it was South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut, or Freddy Got Fingered. I had both the DVDs in my hand, and it was $17 for both. And I picked Freddy Got Fingered, and I was not upset. Mm-hmm. Most like, And that, that, that that's like a cult classic movie, but the, see, this is, I'm a fucking comedy guy, so I... I Race never played a factor in my life, and probably because I grew up in Canada. You yeah, know? like I was just more like I didn't have the mentality of I'm I'm black. I got a fucking oh, it's only rap and da da da. It's like bro, I grew up in in white suburbia. Mm-hmm. Even though I didn't, I grew up in like poor white suburbia. But it's nothing but white people in Canada. Ah, my survey had a lot of diversity. Either way, a lot of white people. Yeah, can't deny that majority. And I grew up in London, <laughs> Ontario. That's mm. like in Canada, the KKK started just outside, like 20 minutes outside of London. A lot of racists. They just fucking convicted the guy that ran over that Muslim family. Really? Yeah, bro. They just convicted him as a terrorist, too. It was the first terrorist act uh, conviction in Canada. Um, but the dude said, he, bro, fuck that guy. He could rot for all he fucked that dude. Um, anyways, comedy. <laughs> Jeez. I keep getting sidetracked by the craziest shit. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm sitting there. We're just chilling, talking comedy. I'm having that moment. And then, you know, it's just go time. The show starts. Oh, this was before the show. This is before the show, okay, bro. This okay. is green room vibes, yeah, bro. Yeah, like, this is, this is, this is what I didn't even realize. Like, when I wanted, when I realized that I'm a comic, like, this is what I, it actually is. Mm. This is, I am a comic, but this is how I started comedy was green room vibes. The whole reason I'm a comedian is because of the lunch table in high school. Yeah. When we would sit there and freestyle or roast each other. Like, and then they just develop tough skin. And then that's how you develop. That's how I develop my crowd work, bro. Like, the reason I'm so snappy, you watch those videos that I showed yeah. you earlier of my yeah. set up from the weekend. Um, the reason I'm so snappy is because, bro, I got Twitch fucking shit. Like, oh, niggas, ah, ah, <laughs> yeah. ah. It's like if you wore something the wrong way, if you looked at somebody the wrong way, you were getting chirped. And yeah. if you didn't chirp back, you were getting buried. Yeah. And it's not fun getting buried. Because <laughs> once people start seeing that you're getting buried and you're vulnerable, people start piling on dirt. Yeah. It's like other people join in. It's like, oh, I'm re- this is my funeral. Oh, <laughs> shit. Uh, and you do that enough times and eventually you're forged in fire. You yeah. know? Um, so of all things, as much as comedy raised me, I'd, I'd say, like, that was probably the defining moment that I realized that my humor actually affects people. Not that I realized that I'm a comedian or I could do this, because that didn't come till I was 22. But I realized that my humor was something that I've, I actually affect people with on a higher level. Mm-hmm. Um, but that'll be the comedy recap for this week. We're going to talk about comedy news right now. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys have been on the internet and seen all the news. My nigga, Cat Williams done motherfucking took a flamethrower to the whole fucking godforsaken satanic occult industry that is show business. Um, Cat Williams scorches the earth and every comedian on it. <laughs> yeah. My nigga. <laughs> Not a goddamn ne- I I <laughs> but get on the line and see if it matters. I bet it won't. <laughs> boy boy. Yo, watching that Cat Williams interview, I feel like I've been uh called to arms, bro. Mm. I feel like I've been activated for um for duty. I swear to God, bro. <laughs> and you could like even look at this podcast episode today and compare it to last week. Yeah. Compare the set that I just showed you. Like, just a different fire has been lit. Yeah. I got all the other fires still lit, but like a di- it's almost like nitrous has been, yeah, like fuel injection. Yeah, yeah You know yeah. what I mean? 
<laughs> Before we get into it from my point of view as a comic, what do you think of this Cat Williams interview? Um, And explain it for the good people, if you don't mind. Explain the, the interview? Yeah, like uh, just in case anybody has been living under a rock or whatever. With their phone. Um, <laughs> so basically, Cat Williams, he shows up on... I guess an emerging podcast that's kind of newer. Oh, it's the number one podcast now. Club Shay Shay? For a week. I know, right? <laughs> I've never heard of it before. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's the number one. Um, no, but so the podcast called Club Shay Shay, where I guess ex-NFL player Shannon Sharp, he's been interviewing a lot of high-profile industry celebs. And according to Cat Williams, uh, Shannon had other comedians on the podcast that were not being truthful basically yeah and saying bad things on his name so he comes up and as zeus was saying <laughs> the scorches everything <laughs> flamethrower to the game <sighs> you know they named names and name names Ooh, that's yeah. what most people don't do is name names which is um yeah bruh this shit was everything before i get too deep into my thoughts on this shit i do want to preface this with the fact that I'm looking at this with validity because I'm a comedian and it directly impacts my community, my mm-hmm. my my livelihood, my art form, all that shit. I'm directly... But if I wasn't, please understand that 2024 is the year of distractions, my nigga. In one week of this year, <laughs> Cat Williams, Aliens, Epstein, <laughs> fucking... Stephen Hawking. Stephen Haw- Well, that's Epstein's shit. <laughs> and there's literally like the war. Yeah. Bruh, please be fucking vigilant this year. Yes, shit is mad interesting, but it's interesting for a reason. Even Cat Williams is benefiting from this. He's not doing this just because, like, you don't, you don't hold information unless you benefit from it somehow. This nigga, this whole time, was promoting a comedy album. So in the back of your mind, you got to kind of be aware. It's like he's benefiting from all this attention that he's getting. Okay, so he's going to embellish. He's going to it is what it is. This is all entertainment. This nigga is still at the end of the day an entertainer as much as I love and respect Kat as much as I do. Like it is what it is. This shit is all distraction. And at the end of the day, doesn't really mean shit. Do your own work. Heal your traumas and shit. This sounds like a woke podcast (laughs) now, but actually, bro, it's getting freaky out there. Everybody's got depression and anxiety. Try not to be one of those. It's hard enough, you know? It's fucking hard enough. So all these distractions and shit. That being said, let's talk about the distractions. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy, boy. Boy, boy. <laughs> Good old Tink Tank. Um, bruh. Cat Williams took me back to high school conspiracy days mm. before I even had the inkling that I was a comedian and I would be in this show business shit. Everybody knew all the shit he was talking about. Everybody knew Bernie Mac was the app. This guy right here, bro. Once again, like you think I'm a comedian, bro. (laughs) I've had this painting of Bernie in my house now in the studio for like over a decade, bro. This guy is one of the people that shaped my life. You understand? That is the reason I'm a comedian. That like the and not just because he's absolutely undeniably funny. It is because his integrity is because his fucking spirit his soul it's because of who he actually was the same reason that you hear everybody saying why he actually made it to the top and was so undeniably better than all the three other guys two of them bums one of them a comic but still not really in my lane but two of them from childhood bruh nobody said steve harvey was funny not <laughs> at least all the niggas around me no bro the amount of times I watched Kings of Comedy, I still somewhere somewhere in boxes somewhere, mm-hmm. I have my burnt DVD f- fucking sleeves of all my comedy albums that I would just watch as a kid. All my Martin Lawrence shit. All my shit, Def Comedy. Like, the way people traded cards and shit, yeah. I had all the deep, like, bro, I'm a comic. Yeah. You understand? I went to university, essentially, for this shit. I got a PhD in comedy. I watched that fucking Kings of Comedy DVD Hundreds of times, bro. I would watch it all the way through maybe three times. I would watch Cedric's part a couple times. Every time, skip right to Bernie Mac. There was years where I could almost say that shit verbatim. 
At this point now, if you haven't seen it, go watch Bernie Mac's Kings of Comedy set and understand why he was an absolute legend. And you know what's even beautiful about this shit? At this point, is it's out there. I think it's on YouTube or something. Might not be official, but it is out there. His practice sets for mm. that taping yeah. are out there. Yeah. There's like three or four of the same set, but different variations. You yeah. can see him working on the material, yeah. bro. That shit almost made me shed a tear, bro. I still, like, there's certain people that... It's weird, bro. I still shed tears, like, randomly. Bernie's one of them, bro. Mm. Like, I'm like, we actually lost a gem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this dude's level of inspiration comedically and just personality-wise in my life has been such immense. It was beautiful to see him vindicated. Mm -hmm. But nothing that Kat said was out of the realm of believable. Yeah. I believed all of it. Even the 3,000 books? I believe all well okay no 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 I'm talking about the comedy stuff the comedy yeah, stuff yeah. in terms of Bernie yeah yeah okay. and not even I don't even necessarily believe all the comedy shit he said he must like he's embellishing something one one thing I know for sure he's not embellishing is that this nigga is generous I've never even no account- I've I've heard yeah, that yeah, exactly from- like it's like it's almost like a myth yeah you know like yeah, yeah, yeah. and now like you see now I saw Corey Holcomb tell a story did you see that when he was on Wildin' Out Cat comes oh, by yeah makes it rain. Literally throws money in the air and Corey's like, nigga, I, I had to humble myself because he, he said he was in such a bad place and left that he picked up 800 bucks off. The- but like <laughs> another comic saying, apparently, I didn't know that cat would send women out yeah, to, to that, give the money over. Yeah. And he would just be hiding in the bushes, nigga. Like, he's just like, <laughs> Bitch, go and give this nigga some money. Yeah, um, I, I heard a story from Miss Pat. I don't know if you know who that I is. I love Miss Pat. Miss Pat's hilarious. She was saying that cat gave her like eight grand or something for four to eight grand to like Cat put all these people on bro yeah. this is I didn't really think about it until he said it but growing up and then you look at all his DVD specials bro there's one special I think from 2010 the one that ended up in Grand Theft Auto 4 it's the one where um he's he's in a tux with a bow tie and he comes out and does the fucking every day I'm hustling hustling hustle oh yes that yes, intro yes, yes, yes. that set if you've ever played Grand Theft Auto 4 is it really Bro, Cat Williams is such a Jesus. It? it wasn't a station. Grand Theft Auto 4 had a comedy club in it that you could go to oh, on dates. Oh, I didn't know that. Split sides, nigga. Yeah. Nigga, I'm a comedy <laughs> fan, bro. I'm going to comedy clubs in GTA. And I'm a nerd, nigga. <laughs> I, you think I didn't. There's a comedy club. They put the comedy store in GTA 5. It's uh, not called the comedy store, but it's the exact could you go to on it? the corner. Yeah, there's no, it's not interactive. Uh, it's just but there. in Grand Theft Auto okay. 4, they had Ricky Gervais and they had Cat Williams actually record sets. Wow. And the set that they used for Grand Theft Auto 4 was that comedy special. Wow. Where he did the, and they even used that joke in GTA 4. Nigga, pull this up real quick. We're not going to play the audio, but we'll watch, like, we'll just see the video of this shit. It's called uh, Cat Williams GTA 4. He's at Split Sides. Every day I'm hustling, hustling. Bro, I watched that shit. I was so amped, bro, because I love that game. That's probably still to this day my favorite Grand Theft Auto. And it's probably because of little shit like this that they started adding, these level of world details, you know? Here, I'll turn the audio up just a little bit, just in case. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Split Sides and and fucking... What is this? They broke it up into the jokes and shit. This will get fucking flagged for sure. <laughs> uh, skip ahead. Just press the button. No, done. Yeah. All right. Can you just play it one more time? Full screen this bitch, nigga. Come on. Come on, bro. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know why I decided to get me on you randomly. Like in the, in the- I was waiting because they're going to play this song again. Oh, that. Every day I'm hustling, hustling, hustle, hustling, hustling, hustle. Yo, bro, and they put this in there. Wait, don't let it play out. I put the volume down. Look at this. Yo, they animated the whole set, nigga. They got cat doing cat. Yo, bro, this nigga's a legend. You can stop. You can stop that. Um, so that's that's just the Bernie Mac stuff, bro. Mm-hmm. That's just the Bernie Mac stuff. Yeah. I want to talk about the fucking Steve Harvey shit. There's stuff that he said, and I'm so happy, bro. The internet is clapping, the clapping on all this shit, bro. They're they're. Picking up on all of it. I remember being a kid, bro. There's certain comedians that I really loved, and then they just disappeared. And now I'm starting to understand why. Sinbad being one of them. Okay. Mark Cooper. Mark Curry, sorry. Okay. Mark Curry yeah. being another one. 
This dude was so funny when I was a kid, bro. If you if you're not old enough to remember, Mark Cooper had the Mark show. Curry. Mark, fuck, sorry. <laughs> Mark Curry had the show hanging with Mr. Cooper. <laughs> My nigga, <laughs> hanging with Mr. Cooper. Yeah. And the show, what he was, uh, he was a a teacher or a principal, one of the two. It was essentially what the Steve Harvey show is. Okay. Steve Harvey's show was a direct... Bro, I remember scratching my head as a kid because I would go and watch Hang Out With Mr. Cooper. There's still a scene that I remember. Something about a toothbrush. There's a whole episode with a toothbrush. Anyways, I would watch that. It was either on... In Canada, it was on Family Channel or Comedy Network, one of the two. And then I would flip to BET and I'd, and I'd be watching fucking the Steve Harvey show. I'm like, this is the same show. Mm. But of course, I had no idea about the business side of shit yeah. or that Steve Harvey's for sure a thief like for sure a fucking thief <laughs> yeah 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 fuck uh bro it's so obvious that he wasn't funny even back in the day yeah shit i'm so happy this shit's coming out because like i don't want to get too deep in the conspiracies about bernie but there's a lot of crazy conspiracies around his death okay and 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 it's been hella known that him and Steve had beef and all this shit, but like they'd suppress that nigga, bro. The industry did. And those niggas, what were you gonna say? What do you want to say? I was gonna say Steve Harvey put out a hit. <laughs> no, Steve didn't put out no so, hit, but survey says. Survey says kill this nigga. Oh, R.I.P. Bernie, man. Absolute legend. Fucking Steve Harvey. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> it was just nice to see him talk about that. It was nice to see Mark Curry get his flowers. Mm -hmm. It was nice to see Gary Owen get his fucking flowers. This funny ass white boy who I was watching back on BET Comic View as a kid. Mm -hmm. Still, bro, it's so, bro, it's fucking real, nigga. It's a cabal. It's a consortium. They fucks with who they fuck with, and they don't with who they don't. <laughs> it's a cabal. It's a consortium. <laughs> in my 13 years, low level in show business, in Canadian show business, even smaller than the actual fucking larger scene in the States and what show business actually is, it's in the States. At this level, the fucking sliminess that I've seen, mm. the, the, the switch up in people, the the opportunities that fucking lames bro get lames bro you think the funniest are on these festivals and on your tv screens lames nigga and now you know some of them were gulp gulp uh gulp gulp gulp, gulp. can i get that tv show massive gulp 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 it was just nice to hear him fucking the reason gary Owen didn't cross over is because he wouldn't do this shit and you know mm. what gary came out and confirmed this shit on his podcast or whatever, Gary yes. talked about literally someone. He's like, they, they. I was in a meeting one time, and I think this is the moment. He's saying, this is the moment where I find out if I would suck a dick for money. And he's like, I didn't. And guess what? Gary Owen ain't ain't been nowhere on a major platform, but he's one of the funniest dudes, bro. And he's also like, he's a black comic, but he's a yeah. white dude. So yeah. He's like he's he's a nigga, bro, yeah. and and black people know this. Like, yeah, exactly. His comedy is geared towards black audiences, so like the fact that they couldn't find an audience or or platform a white dude who speaks to black people, nigga, you put Eminem on, get the fuck out of here, nigga, <laughs> put that dude on. You talking about the industry can't put a black guy on that or a white guy on that <laughs> speaks to black people? Well, you told me that Eminem spoke to me, and you know what that nigga was saying? Kill my girlfriend. So, like, <laughs> Gary Owen wasn't telling me to do none of that shit. So who really spoke to black people? <laughs> it's not that Eminem spoke to black people. It's that he spoke like black people. There it is. All right. Um, I'm sorry. This isn't a woke podcast, nigga. <laughs> Eminem, do your thing. I don't give a fuck. I'm not one of these that's trying to bury him, although it's a cabal. It's a consortium. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. Kat talked about so much stuff. The ludicrous stuff. Him being in a... I was in that... Me and Ludacris was in that Illuminati meeting. <laughs> and they told us, one of you is going to make $200 million. You're going to have to shave your sideburns and all your hair. And Kat never shaved his head. 
Luda, <laughs> yo, did you see Luda's response? I didn't see this it. nigga came back with a rap, the most oh, cornball shit yeah. ever. I ain't been in no Illuminati. Yet. I'm at no, I'm at no party. Uh, that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> that was so bad. I never been to an Illuminati party. I don't do that. I'm a shoddy. Fucking. It's just so bad. Uh, but you know what? Nobody's saying really. And Kevin Hart, bro. I don't know. Mm. I think it's what been was a, your take on that? I think it's been an open thing. I've and this is the stance I've always been on. Uh, I never really found Kevin Hart funny okay. on on stage, you know. Um, but that doesn't mean he's not funny. I found Kevin Hart jokes funny, but I've never found a whole special to be like. It's just not my style of humor. Even back in the day when he was starting to pop and shit. But one thing I always said was that this nigga's a worker, bro. Mm-hmm. I never took that away from him. But now. Over the years, you see this nigga doing certain, I don't know. Remember that Jay-Z interview that he did? Did you ever see that? No. Uh, just in case it gets flagged, because we've had issues with pulling up clips and shit. I'll mention the clip. If you want to go see it, go see it. But he did this interview with Jay-Z, and he's talking about the industry. Um, and he's talking about, once I got in, into the industry, and da 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 I was like, oh, now I'm in this room. But then what I didn't realize is like, oh, there's a door to another room, mm-hmm. and I need to get to that room. Yeah, and it's just the the thing becomes about getting to the more exclusive room or whatever. And Jay Z's like, uh, okay. he's like, shut your mouth, nigga, without telling him to shut up. He literally like, you could see it. Uh, and I don't know if this, this was probably a joke, joke, quote unquote. Like you can, because it's Kevin Hart, it can come across as a joke. Yeah. But he had Kelly Clarkson on the same show, and there's this clip that's floating around too, and she's talking about how the industry will offer you money to do things you don't want to do, and he's, and then and he's doing Hart's the like, same thing. Yeah. She's like, "What?" He's like, "They're in this room." <laughs> like all the dress shit. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Fuck, bro. No idols, man. No idols. No <laughs> idols. Have no idols, bro. Take no idols. I love Martin Lawrence. I still do, bro. I still do. I hold I hold a reverence for Martin Lawrence. But if you remember, to, before we even get to the Cat Williams thing, back in the day when Dave Chappelle went through his thing, and then he came back from the Africa shit, and he went on Oprah, had that whole interview. Like, Dave Chappelle been dropping gems. Yeah. Before even that Oprah interview, before he did the Inside the Actors Studio interview. And that's the one where he was talking about Martin Lawrence. He's like, this industry had someone like Martin Lawrence running in the streets, waving a gun, saying they're trying to kill me. He's like, maybe we should stop calling these people crazy and realize that the environment is a little bit sick. Mm. And it's not the person type deal. Like He's been dropping gems about this shit. And then he came back like a clone. Anyways, (laughs) before the clone shit, he was still Skinny Dave on the Oprah interview. (laughs) And bro, he's dropping gems again. He's spilling beans. Yeah. But one of the stories that he brings up, this is a legendary story. Everybody brings this up to this day. Before even the Cat Williams interview, he talks about when he was doing Blue Streak with Martin Lawrence. And then all of a sudden, he walks into his trailer, and there's a dress in his trailer, and there's a new scene written. <laughs> and he and the the fucking producer or whatever walks up. is like, yo, we got this funny new scene. You'll be in a dress. It's so hilarious. All the greats have done it. And then Dave's pushing back. He's like, well, if all the greats have done it, then I don't need to do it. It's played out, right? Da-da-da-da. He's like, no. but And they kept trying to push him. He said they kept trying to push me to the point where they had the director come in and try and pressure him to yeah. do it. And once they finally realized, they spent like two hours trying to get him to do the scene. And once they finally realized he's not going to do it, he said within 10 minutes, they wrote a new scene. Mm. And they moved on. Yeah. But that was a Martin Lawrence movie, mm. Blue Streak. Cat Williams in this interview brings up, Martin, try to put me in my first dress. <laughs> yeah. And the, and the story that he described, I, I didn't even think from this perspective, bro. He's like, Martin came up to me. He approached me. He's like, you're my brother. I love what you're doing. I want to support you. Da, 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 da. I'm gonna, my next movie is going to be with you. I promise we're going to do a buddy cop movie together. And then he's Cat Williams says he shows up to a meeting with Martin and a bunch of white agents and cast and producers and all that shit. And they drop a script on the table for fucking um, Big Mama's Big House. Big Mama's too. House too. <laughs> and he's like, You're putting this nigga in a dress again? <laughs> he just wore a dress. We could play anything. We could be a dog catcher. <laughs> and I never thought about that. I'm like, yo, they could have actually. The next movie didn't have to be in a dress. I never even thought yeah. about that. He could have been anything. Because at this point, the plot of the movie is that he went undercover. Yes. 
That's it. You can go undercover as anything, nigga. Yeah, no, but that cover was so good. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it needed a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, bro. Blew my mind because he's Martin again. Yeah. And Martin's career really took off until it didn't. And that's the blueprint of a lot of these niggas that fucking end up <laughs> you you sign on to their program you end up with a light-skinned weird face wife <laughs> <laughs> um the one more thing i will touch on pause uh on this hey, cat yo. williams interview hey yo <laughs> the weinstein shit okay this is did you, do you remember this part of the interview go in it was probably earlier in the beginning i don't even remember where it was <laughs> but he's like this nigga wanted to suck my dick in front of my people. <laughs> Yo. I didn't know the casting couch worked reverse. <laughs> like, if that's true, Harvey was out there trying to suck man wiener in front of, in front of Kat's agents and apparently Harvey's people. He's like, I'll suck it in front of everybody, baby. This is an open house. What do you want? You want, you want money? You want movies? Uh, just type in Harvey Weinstein photos with people and you'll see a lot of your favorite people in a photo with him. Mm -hmm. Anyways, <laughs> that's the comedy recap for this week. That's comedy news for this week. Salutes to OG Cat Williams. <laughs> he has activated a bunch of comics. This is the year of distractions, but this is also the year of the villain, my nigga. We popping off out here. All the shit, all the darkness is being brought to light, my nigga. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, maybe I actually do have a shot at some success. <laughs> yeah. It's our time, baby. Our time is now. Who knew that actually sticking to our guns and not and not being, um, you know, booty munchers? Not that there's anything wrong with that consensually, but I'm not trying to get no movie role. I, 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 I just I, I'm part of that virgin whole club, just like just like cat. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, man, salute, salute to all the real out there. Yeah, and uh, fuck all the fucking bitch ass niggas. That been making it hard for us out here. Cause it's hard out here for pimp. When you got these bitch ass niggas trying to pay rent. So they do anything that they can. And they suck that fucking wiener from that man. Just for a goddamn script and a check. But guess what nigga you suck shit. <laughs> and dick. Fuck you. Fuck out of here. Y'all done nigga. Anyways, before we get out of here, let's do a regular segment on this podcast. That was clean. Shut up. Don't ruin this for me. That was, that was a good segue, you bastard. <laughs> let's do something we do here every week on this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, the beautiful people of this podcast, you too can be beautiful people. All you have to do is come back next week. So hit that subscribe button, leave a comment, hit a like. You know it helps. Not begging. Anyways, every week. On my Instagram social media feed, I post an interactive poll question. I leave it up for 24 hours. The people vote, and Dante and myself discuss the results here on the podcast. This week's poll question, since it's a new year, baby. Goals. How much of your goals did you accomplish in 2023? The options were 0 to 30%, 30 to 60%, 60 to 80%, and 80 to 100%. Before we get to the results, Dante, how did you vote? Um, I don't really track my goals like for the, like the year goals like that. Um, did you accomplish all the goals you set out? Are you that type of person where you set out one goal, accomplish it, set out the next goal, accomplish it? Do you have uh well, short term, like, mid term, long term? I have long term <clears throat> goals. Yeah. Um, I would say I'm probably anywhere from the sixty to eighty percent, maybe probably less. I would say thirty to sixty. I like them. it. An honest man. Because like some of them are still ongoing, right? So some of them are like long-term goals. So maybe if I only get 10% in the, within the year for that one long-term goal, yeah, it's still only 10%, but it's like a five-year goal or something. I'd say you that's still, I would count that as an accomplishment though, because if it's a, if it's a bigger goal than the smaller steps, the incremental yeah. shit are still mm -hmm. accomplishments towards that. Yeah. But as long also, as you're not stagnating or abandoning the goal. No, 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 no. You know? Never, never stagnate. Stagnation is death. Yeah, but also some goals get wiped off the board, you know? Yeah, but then you, you pivot. You don't stay yeah. there. Yeah, that's fair. Motion is lotion. Um, <laughs> I forget how I voted. I don't even think I did vote on this one. So let me think on this for a second. Um, honestly, bro, I probably 
be in the 60 to 80. Last year was a very, I was very focused last mm-hmm. year in a way that I haven't been in a long time. And just when I was looking back at all the shit that I wanted to do, I pretty much, but also I think I've been more realistic about my approach yep. to to achieving goals. Um, I still do the short-term, mid-term, long-term, but it's almost like I don't set myself up to fail anymore in terms of giving myself such a grandiose idea. Yeah. Even though the grandiose idea is always there. It's there. I, I kind of build my way up exactly. as opposed to being like, this is the thing. Like, exactly. I already know that that's the thing. Exactly. Just, it's almost like uh not psyching myself out type deal. Yeah. You know? Just not trying to get too far ahead yep. while also lo- looking ahead, but not getting too far ahead unless I actually see a way to get there faster. Yeah. That's well, why I always keep it in the back of my mind. Yeah. Because like, I feel like at least in the past, yeah, when it came to goals that if, if I, because I don't like setting goals at the start of the year because then. I don't know. It feels like if you stop throughout the year, then it's like, okay, I got to wait till next year. Da, 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 da. And also I'm trying to get out of the cycle of years. Like what the fuck is a year, bro? Like, let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> Why can't they be doing this year round? It's 2024. <laughs> is it? That's what I'm saying. Um, All right, cat. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Nigga. It's uh, a cabal. <laughs> it's a consortium. But w- what I would used to do is try and set like a lofty goal where it's like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna go to the gym, and the goal is to do, like, go to the gym five days a week and da-da-da-da. But that goal is so lofty that it's even hard to start the goal. Mm. Whereas what I've been doing a lot is, even though, like you're saying, the big picture is in the back of my mind, I take a lot smaller steps and then be consistent with the smaller steps than trying to freaking jump all the way to the finish line and then maintain that. Mm. That's a good breakdown. It's like smaller steps and goals, but yeah, it takes a little bit longer to get there, but at least you're there in a sustainable way. Because like I said, I think that's more important, bro. It's like the older you get, the more you realize that that's actually a really important factor. Yeah. It's not just getting there. It's how I get there. Yeah. I get there and I'm exhausted and beat up and fucking I hate myself. Then what was the point of? (laughs) Exactly. You know what I mean? But if you get there in in a sustainable way. Yeah. Because, yeah, you got to get there and then you got to be able to get there and still like enjoy life. You know what I mean? Like imagine, you know, you took $50 million from Harvey. Like, okay, you got 50 mil. Or uh, sorry, from... I turned down $50 million four times. Exactly. (laughs) But some people didn't turn it down. And now they're not happy. But they got $50 million. Yeah. That's not sustainable. That's not sustainable. You're right. (laughs) You're right. Um, Let's get to the results. Let's see how the people voted here. Once again, the question was, how much of your goals did you accomplish in 2023? 0 to 30, 30 to 60, 60 to 80, 80 to 100%. And the results... 36% 36% said 0 to 30, 33% said 30 to 60, 17% said 60 to 80, 14% said 80 to 100. Salutes to y'all that got 80 to 100, man. That's fucking hard, bro. Mm-hmm. And uh and salutes to everybody. This is not this there's no losers on this one. No. Everybody's trying. Exactly. Even if you got 0%, well, even 1%, at least 1%. Uh, 1%, 0%, y'all are the ones. <laughs> I should talk to y'all a little bit. <laughs> And zero to thirty is the highest margin. So uh, it seems it seems like an honest response. <laughs> yeah, no, all we have. show. Um, yeah, no, that was a good one. Did you do it on YouTube as well? I didn't. Okay, no, yeah, start doing that. I yeah, I do. I just forget this this because uh, it was Christmas. No, it was New Year's. On this is New Year's Day. This yeah. was New Year's Day, so I forgot to do the poll on Monday. Pause. And then, uh, <laughs> hey, yo. Hey, yo. yo. God, ah, those niggas ruining the internet. Uh, <laughs> you so I ended up posting the poll Monday? question on oh, Tuesday. <laughs> I posted it on Tuesday, and I just forgot to put it on the YouTube. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. You got any uh, closing closing thoughts, closing statement? Okay. In, oh, I had to think about this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Integrity. That's it. <laughs> yo, you, yo, that was such a Tony Ferguson moment, nigga. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm a Ninja Turtle. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I'm Michelangelo. Michelangelo is my favorite. How does it start? No. How does it start? 
Fucking. It's not. It's not a. It's it's not a merit. It's not a sprint. It's not it's something. I'm like not a lion. I'm a turtle. I'm a turtle. A ninja turtle. <laughs> yeah, something like that. So which one's your favorite? Mine's Michelangelo. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, <laughs> top three clips of any fighter that's not a fighting clip mm-hmm. or like a fucking pro like a press conference or anything. Like, damn, bro, that guy is just dropping gems like comedy gems. Yeah. Um. But yeah, where can the people find you online? You can find me online at Person One Prod P E R S O N the number one P R O D Volleyboy. I am AKA Black Zeus, AKA B L A C K Z E U S. It scrolls at the bottom of the screen if you're watching every couple minutes. But if you're listening, that's AKA Black Zeus. I am on all platforms minus TikTok. Uh, but yeah. Thank you, beautiful people, for being here with us once again. We will be back for you next week, as always. This has been Black Zeus, the podcast, season four, episode 48. Peace, peace.